Welcome to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bryant, and Practical Family exists to help families just like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 39 of the Practical Family Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Jenny Randall. She is the author of Courageous Creative. It's a book about how to discover and strengthen your creativity. Jenny Randall is a speaker, author, and self-proclaimed creative ninja. Jenny has actually worked on more than 70 films, 60 books, in 55 churches, two radio and TV stations. She's worked with big companies like DreamWorks and Paramount. She's worked on films like Shrek and is actually an Emmy award-winning video editor. She and her husband, Matt, founded a digital marketing agency called Yellow Chair Creatives and Freedom Creatives, where they encourage others to use their God-given creative tools to bless the world around them. This interview is one of my favorites, and do not miss the end where Jenny personally challenges me to jump right outside my comfort zone, like miles outside, and you just have to listen. So enjoy this episode, number 39, with Jenny Randall. Well, welcome, Jenny, to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm excited to have you. Thanks so much for bringing me on. I was particularly impressed by the idea that creativity can be a courageous thing. And when we connected online and I started looking at your stuff, I'm going, oh my goodness, this is something that I think families need to really get a hold of. You talk about in your book that's coming out in October, it's called Courageous Creative. Everyone is creative to some extent. Now, can you explain what that means? Yeah, for sure. In the Bible, it talks about how God created the heavens and the earth, and he created basically all the things, right? And then he created us, and it says we're made in his image. And therefore, we also are meant to be creative. And there's like scientific studies out there that say that over time, from the time we're a child to an adult, that creativity diminishes drastically. It's like 77% of adults think they're not creative. So part of the mission that I feel called to be on in this season is kind of helping people reclaim their creative identity and kind of helping people um, understand the things that hold us back in that and, and learn to glorify Christ in the midst of who he's created us to be with our talents and our gifts and our abilities. So Mm. yeah, I think, I think we're all meant to be creative. And the thing is too, Jen, I think it looks different for all of us. Like I, I'm not using creativity as just a term for like, you're called to be a painter. I mean, like scientists are some of the most creative problem solvers out there, you know, and engineers. And so I think too, it's kind of looking at the term creatively as a more holistic approach and like the most simplest definition of the word is the act of making stuff. (laughs) So like if you you think about, okay, what am I making daily and how can I look to God to strengthen whatever that is? I think that's really where I, I think is a healthy place to land. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have just, I think this year, been coming into that as I'm teaching my kids things and discovering their unique gifts and talents. I'm like, son, you you solved that problem in a way that I would not have thought. That is creative. (laughs) And we can say that, right? Um, Let's back up just really quick because I want 
be able to kind of get a scope of where you're coming from because I love this message. Where do you come from, Jenny, personally in your story, in your journey, and how did God bring you to this point of being a creative person? I thought you were going to say creative ninja because I love calling people creative ninjas. <laughs> oh, let's go with <laughs> like, that. I'll, let's say I'll ninja. Receive that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what made you so a creative yeah. ninja? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, so the first film, I'm going to use that term loosely, but the first film I made was in third grade. And, you know, it was one of those moments that really marked who I was because watching that film play at school, I, my teacher was responding when it was supposed to be funny. And she was actually like getting emotional during the emotional parts. And in that moment, it defined me so deeply at the core of who I was. I didn't realize like what it physically was, but looking back, I'm like, man, that's a point in my story where I realized I wanted to be a storyteller. Mm. So from that moment on, I went on this journey, third grade Jenny to adult Jenny of discovering what does it look like to be a storyteller? So I had my hand at DJing for a while, which was pretty funny. And then I ended up studying TV in college, which is like the coolest major ever. And then I ended up landing in the entertainment industry and work there for seven or eight years just editing behind the scene featurettes for um, some of the big studios like DreamWorks and Paramount. And so those are the DVD behind the scenes, like how movies are made. Mm -hmm. Do you remember DVDs? Um, <laughs> barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I got to work on content for like Shrek and all these really fun films, um, nice. communicating, um, telling stories that way. And then, um, before that, at the age of 18, I became a Christian and I got saved. So figuring out like, what does this storytelling look like with Jesus? And like, how can we partner together in that? So it was really cool to see like in the entertainment industry, what I was seeing was that, yes, I was telling a story, but it was also like, who do I get to be around and influence for him? So, so fun to be a part of. And then after that season of working in the entertainment industry, I kind of transitioned to helping my friends launch a church in ministry and was serving in California in ministry and also doing video editing. So I was commuting back and forth from where I was living and into Hollywood. It was like an hour commute. Mm -hmm. And then I landed as an art director for a publishing company. And now we're in New York. I got married. I mean, this is like me summing up my whole life story. Yeah. I got married, <laughs> have kids and... God called me into ministry, speaking and writing. And I didn't know what that looked like. Cause that's mm. such a, like such a bold thing to say. I felt, I feel called to be a speaker, but seeing all the creative stuff God has had my hand in and seeing how he is using that to do ministry and speaking and encouraging others in that has been one of the most rewarding adventures. So mm. now my husband and I run a marketing company, which really empowers us to also serve in ministry. We have a ministry called Freedom Creative, where the writing and speaking content I create comes out of. And we have two lovely kids who we love and disciple daily. And that yes. is like one of the greatest joys ever. They're oh. six and five, six oh. and a half and five, 18 months apart. Oh, Woo. yeah. Yeah. You're busy. Yeah, I know. My, my kids are 11 months apart and uh, I get a lot of my creative content from them. Because I have to be so on my toes all the time. I'm sure you do too. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, how what a wonderful thing though, Jenny, to have had that experience in life and now as you're raising a family that you still see all of the outlets for that. You know, and it's it's absolutely evident when I read through your book, Courageous Creative, um, we get the advanced copy and we're and I'm looking at it and I'm going, This is amazing because you you separated into three acts. Act one, act two, act three. And 
it's the simplest but most I think profound way that I've ever seen creativity explained from the perspective that God is. God gives us all of this, that we can. We keep telling ourselves that we can't, but we actually can. And you talk specifically about creativity killers. So let's yeah. let's talk about a few of those things. You say that 77% of adults feel that they're not creative, and I can I can see that for sure, because I've heard that a lot. Even when it comes to like home organization and stuff we talk a lot about at Practical Family, like, no, 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 we just need to shift our minds differently. So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like when creativity is killed in our mind. Man, well, thank you for the encouragement, first of all, about the book. That really was like really touching me. So thank you. So yeah, creativity killers. Well, let me start with a story. I, I was speaking at a film festival and we were talking about this exact topic and a man came up and he said, I am battling a creativity killer. And he was saying this in front of the whole audience. And we're like, well, let's like dive into it. Cause a lot of it is like soul searching heart work. And we traced it back to words. His father had spoken over him. And this man, he said, I feel called to be an actor. And his dad said, why would you feel called to be an actor? Actors are a dime a dozen. Mm. And in that moment, he let those words stick and it kind of just it crushed his creativity for years because he felt like he was unworthy of that calling. And I think a lot of the times, a lot of the words that are spoken over us or even having that mindset, I'm not creative kills our creativity. So there's so many different things that can go into it. Like I said, words, people speak, or even having this rules and regulations that we put on ourselves, or feeling the need to please people rather than pleasing God or comparison or fear of failure. There's so much Mm -hmm. that goes into it. So my biggest advice on overcoming the creativity killers is to actually just be self-aware through prayer and asking Holy Spirit just to let you in on the areas that are being held back so that you can learn to overcome them because you're meant to be creative and unleash that into the world, into your family, into your home in far greater ways. All of those things, people pleasing, <laughs> you talk about perfectionism too. We, we talk about that a lot in practical family. It's the things like that, that are lies, you know, that we, that we believe. And unfortunately people who don't understand, or maybe who are afraid themselves of the creative process or what generalizations they've made throughout their life. And they don't want maybe that pain or something for their kids. So let's, let's give them a, the benefit of the doubt for one second and say, okay, Maybe he wanted his son's best interest in mind. He wanted him to be successful, right? But yeah. again, it's it's kind of the lies that pervade the culture of this is what success looks like. This is what you need to do to be your best self or something. And it's yeah. just not true. I lo- Thank you for sharing that story because I think that is on the hearts and minds of many, many people who wish they had gone a different direction but felt held back by somebody's words. Wow. Well, I mean, I wrote the book, right? And I even catch myself saying things over my own kids. Like they'll be like, oh, we can you grab this fan for us? And I'm like, no, like I'm busy or I'm I don't have time for that. And and I'll be and I'm actually stifling. Like one time they were building this giant pretend truck and they needed this fan. And I just couldn't do it because I was just too tired or whatever. And I looked in this room and I saw what they were building and I totally just crushed their creative process because I was being inconvenienced. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) I think it's just being aware. And I'm not saying like drop everything to get your kids the paint or whatever, but it's just like 
being aware of those moments where we can really champion other people and our kids into the areas of creativity that they're chasing after, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and in that too, as parents, this is uh, my next question, actually. Parents who maybe don't feel like they are creative people and then they pop out a kid who is uber creative and or like very let's just say dramatically inclined you know (laughs) and they're like this kid I don't know what to do with this kid help me lord help me and hopefully we can get to the point and be self-aware enough to be like what you just said okay Maybe I am stifling their creativity by making them follow all these lists of rules and stuff. I'm not leaving margin for them to be creative. So can you speak to that parent and then maybe we can switch over to the parent who is the creative and is trying to encourage their kid in that direction too? Yeah. So the parent, okay. So the parent who doesn't feel creative, but has a creative kid. So (laughs) really what it boils down to, I think is intentionality and just making space for expression and being hyper aware to create an atmosphere that fosters creativity, whether it's in a conversation, just playing a simple game like, hey, could you even imagine? And then letting your kid imagine the most insane ideas and just going down that road for a couple minutes. And and it's mm. not like you need to foster this creative atmosphere for 24 hours a day. It can be as simple as five minutes a day just creating that space where they can feel free and expressive, I think is huge. So I think it's kind of just looking at from a different perspective and and finding the tools and resources too, to help you and to empower you to create that type of atmosphere in your home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely. Now that parent who is the creative, maybe they're the artist, dancer, music, musician kind, and their kid is like not interested. Yeah, that's a good good question. So I, I think it's always prayerfully asking the Holy Spirit, like, okay, well, what, what do I need to foster in my kids in this season? And they might not ever be passionate the way you are. And that's okay, because we're all wired differently. So maybe Um, I have one friend who's, she can't find anything creative about her son, but he really has the gift of compassion. Mm. So we started talking through this and it's like, well, what if you guys go out in the community and look for creative ways you can serve other families or like volunteer in a, in a homeless shelter, figure out how you can really strengthen that gift of compassion in him. So I think if we look at our children as a more broader spectrum of like, okay, what, who are they? Like, what are the character traits that God is really highlighting to me? And how can I help foster that in a creative way, I think is really important. So it doesn't always look like let's paint on a canvas, you know? True. Yeah. And what you said before, they're mechanically inclined. I know that my son is absolutely that. And so I let him cut up cardboard boxes all the time and he likes to measure and he likes to cut and things. And so those characteristics that are more inclined to preciseness, maybe, and what may look like structure and rules to be able to give them opportunities to see that as creative. Like you can make this, like what you said, what, what, right? Creativity is just making stuff, <laughs> making stuff mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then praising them for that. Yeah. Because it's out of the box. So Jenny, you talk about in the book why creativity is so important, specifically for relationships and connection. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I think our creativity is one of the greatest weapons that we can carry because it's actually how we influence culture. 
a lot of the times we're inspired to create, maybe um, write something on a blog, right? And mm -hmm. in the midst of that creation, a lot of the times it opens up conversation and it opens up relationship because one, you're being vulnerable mm -hmm. and you're and you're putting stuff out there that might feel scary, um, but you're creating this safe space almost in the things you create in that within that vulnerability. And it gives people freedom to kind of go there with you and journey with you. So I've seen creativity impact culture in that way. I always like to ask this, who are we creating for? So we create to glorify God and then we create for whoever the audience, wherever the sphere of influence we're in. So like I would say the sphere of influence that God has me in for right now would be like the religious sphere because I'm I do ministry work and then also in my home so I'm influencing those in my home. So how is God using me with the people that are in my home and how am I how can I be creatively used? Right now I'm called to influence my house, my home, and also um, in the religious sphere and the media sphere. So there's different spheres that we're called to influence in. And so if I look at it from the perspective of, okay, how is God using me in my home? Well, of course, I'm, I'm a mom. So what does that relationship look like with my kids? And how can I creatively influence them. And like the other day, my son was going through a really hard time and, and we we're having trouble kind of communicating through it. So it's like, well, yeah, let me pray through it and see how God wants to use me in this situation. And a lot of times he'll give us creative ideas. Like, why don't you go out for ice cream and just have an easy conversation? So mm. it's like a lot of the times we're the ones getting in our own way, but there's a lot of, um, relationally creative elements that we have that we can access that can really bring breakthrough in a lot of areas. Mm, breakthrough in relationships, how we connect, how we allow ourselves to just be free. I, I like that because it kind of reminds me of what, like when I create roles for my kids and expectations and, and routines, right? We'll just call them healthy routines. Yeah. And then they have a meltdown about something and, you know, all these things we don't expect to tackle with them in the middle of our day, in the middle of our homeschool day. And we need to give ourselves the freedom to stop, just like we need to give ourselves the freedom to like have no rules and just have a blank canvas and be ready for anything. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it may feel like being out of control in a sense, because as parents, we feel like we need to have a certain amount of control. But, but even the creative process you're saying, Jenny, helps us, not forces us or pushes us, but helps us to be open to those opportunities is what I hear you saying. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the last act of your book, act three, unleashing. And in this is the whole idea of tolerating failure. Now this is flying in the face of perfectionism and often the things that stifle or kill our creativity is needing to get it perfectly right to be worthy or valuable or loved. And this, of course, follows uh, into the relationship. But in creating something for somebody, how do you explain to somebody how we need to tolerate failure in that creative process? Yeah, this is such a good question. Um, I always think if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Mm. Um, I think failure is beautiful if, if you carry a healthy identity and know that that failure doesn't define you. So that's a good place to be in when, when we can tolerate our failure and, and do it well and with grace. And part of having that healthy identity is knowing that our creativity is a God-given gift 
and he wants us to use it. And so in tolerating our failure, I think my biggest advice is being comfortable to fail and then not letting it define you and being comfortable enough to take a risk and knowing even if you succeed, even if you're the best person in the world, even if you're like mom of the year, which I'm sure you guys all are, <laughs> everybody <laughs> listening, you are. Oh, sure. But, yeah. <laughs> but that mothering role, it doesn't define you. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like these things, these labels we put on ourselves. like at the end of the day, if we fail, if we succeed, like that shouldn't determine our worth because we're all daughters of the King. So I think it's kind of having that healthy perspective of failure and, and realizing who you're creating for. And, and it's an almost an act of worship you're, you're creating to glorify God and to enjoy him as well in, in return, influencing those around you and inspiring people. So failing can be beautiful and also really intimidating. And I like to encourage people to be intentional in kind of, because remember how we talked about that big gap between being a child and an adult where we lose our creativity. Um, we can, we can retrain our creative nature. So I always like to encourage people to be intentional, to do creative challenges every day. And one thing that I love to do with my own family, and I might put you on the spot, Jen, so we'll see, we'll see if you go for it. <laughs> One thing I love to do is to freestyle rap and just like <gasps> go for it. That's and, amazing. <laughs> and whenever I get invited on a podcast show, I always try to get the host to do it because I think, listen, there's something beautiful <laughs> in feeling free enough and vulnerable enough to just freestyle rap because it's going to be embarrassing, but you're going to be okay. <laughs> and you're stretching your creative nature and it's really fun. And Jen, do you want to do it? Are you going to do it for us? Oh my gosh. I, okay. I, yes, I will do it because <laughs> I like a challenge. I like a good challenge. No. Okay. All right. So what do you want me to do first? Um, freestyle rap about what's the topic that's on your heart lately? Like what makes you come alive when you think about it? Oh, um, writing and encouraging women to love God and read their Bible. Okay. Okay. Freestyle rap about why we should read our Bible. Oh, and what, <laughs> I need rules, Jenny. I need Like, am I supposed to rhyme the end of the I'm not giving you rules. I am not giving you rules. <laughs> you will be empowered. Go. You've got this. I believe in you. <laughs> oh, I my need gosh. rules. Oh, my gosh. I am breaking into a cold sweat right now. You don't understand. <laughs> Oh my God. You can, listen, you can do this for 10 seconds. You can do this for two hours. However long you are inspired to just freestyle, just lay it down, girl. Okay. You got this. I can't think too hard about this. I can't. Okay. Um, when we love God deep and we look into his word, we can find all the things that are for our good. <laughs> um, just hope and pray you can do it girlfriend because in the end he loves you and I don't know how to end it but yeah there you go Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay can I tell you that, that like amazing. I had a giant <laughs> I mean okay yes it's freeing and then while I'm doing it I'm doubting myself I'm questioning myself I'm thinking this is not me I <laughs> I look stupid, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
And I feel like that's how our whole creative process is. Like this is like, (laughs) if you're a writer, you're writing and you're like, this is awesome. And then you release it in the world and you're like, I'm the dumbest human in the whole entire world. (laughs) Like, I feel like that relates to all of our creative process. Like it's so insecure to be vulnerable enough to put something out there because you put your heart and soul into it, just like that rap, which was fantastic. <laughs> and I'm just so proud of you. For oh, I could tell you were overthinking it in the beginning, but then you just went for it. And that was really great and wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh proud of you. That, that, that's like fun exercise. I mean, it's scary and fun. And that's what we need to be when we make something. I mean, I've been blogging for three years now. And every month, I feel like God pushes me into a new thing. And he's like, Jen, you can't overthink it. You have to just do it scared. You have to do it knowing that you're going to be judged by somebody because people are people. But do you care more about that or what I've called you to do? Yeah. Wow. That's good. Do it scared, man. That is so, (laughs) that is so true. Like, I always joke if I catch vision from God for like this big dream and it doesn't make me want to puke my guts out because I'm so scared. <laughs> that means I'm not dreaming big enough. So it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. It's yeah. true. And and that kind of courage. Okay. So here we go. Back to the courage. The, the yeah. Oh Lord. Can I know why you wrote this book? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> to be courageous. I mean, it just floors people when, okay, you start a project and they're like, all right, you're doing that. Okay. But continuing to go, like I swear, people are just now paying attention to what is happening at Practical Family because I've been consistently doing it scared. And even though I don't feel like it's been 100% every time, I'm always my worst critic, right? People take notice when you continue to do something that you're passionate about. And then the Lord just kind of comes behind it and he brings this wind and fire that you didn't even plan for, but he knows he's making connections, right? I didn't know I'd be talking to you this month, Jenny, and, and this would be freeing for me and hopefully for our audience today. And he's good. He's so good, but we just need to do it, right? We just need to set up those meetings, call those people, make that project, whatever it is, just do it. Yeah. And just start. It's so true. Everything you're saying, we just have to start and not have this perfectionist mentality because that'll, that'll make us stop for sure. If we're so focused on, well, it has to be the certain way. No, just overcome that creative, ask God to help you just get the guts to start and keep doing it. Like maybe whatever that dream is, you feel called to do just setting aside five minutes every day to do something to tackle that dream. And then before you know it, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, look at how much has gotten accomplished. This is amazing. (laughs) You know? Oh yes, it happens. Absolutely. Um, I want to read a quote from your book uh, toward the end. uh, It's sort of put like a personal manifesto. And I love this. If we were to say to ourselves, quote, in my creativity, I will challenge stretch and push past my comfort zones. And when I fail, I won't feel alone for my identity is rooted in Christ who awakens my soul. Amen. 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 And, um, even, and taking it back to scripture too, Romans 15, 13, that you use in the book. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And while we hope in God, um, 
and, and hope and believe that God's given us these passions and uh, love for creative things that we keep moving forward. Thank you so much, Jenny, for this Oh, this awakening conversation. I just, I love where God is leading you. Do you have any closing thoughts for our families today? Yeah, I, I just really want to speak life over the stuff you're doing, Jen, like, and then we'll, I'll speak over the families, but I, you, you carry just such a gentle, humble spirit. And I feel like you're, you're such a comfortable person to be in community with. And I just like, I can see how God has been building um, your ministry in this podcast. And I'm just excited for you. And I, and I just want to encourage you, like the gentleness that you have is just, you're, I just feel like you're like a mama bear over <laughs> all the people. So I just, I'm honored to know you right now. So thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you, Jenny. <laughs> likewise, likewise. And, and for the families and the moms who are trying to get out of the creative box or the limitations that they've put on themselves, I just want to speak over you guys for a minute that with God, like anything's possible. He, he created the universe. Like we are, we are called to dream big with him. And I just want to challenge you guys to dream big in the season God has for you and like really realize that if you're in a season of fully like discipling your kids, you're at home with them, you're homeschooling them and like that is your focus, please do it creatively and and be wise in the way you execute your creativity because I really feel like it it speaks volumes to not only who God is but who God created your son or daughter to be. And I think when we can really tap into that potential and, and even demonstrate that in our own family, it's, it speaks volumes and is really, really powerful. Oh my gosh, that was scary fun. I haven't had that much fun in a long time. <laughs> probably tells me something about myself, right? That was awesome. I had such a good time talking with Jenny Randall. She is amazing. And this book, Courageous Creative, is amazing. You've got to pick it up. The link is in the show notes. You can pre-order it because it's coming out in its full, beautiful state this October, this fall. So be watching out for that. You can also go to Jenny's website at jennyrandall.com and take the creativity assessment. I took this assessment and one of my creativity killers is stress. And I know where it comes from. I probably just put too many things on myself and then I, I stop. My brain just kind of stops being creative because I'm trying to juggle all these things. So that might be you too, or you may have a different creativity killer. You may have things that people have said to you in your life that have convinced you that you're not creative. Hey, don't receive that. Take that to the Lord today, folks, and pray over yourself, your kids, whatever it is that God wants to awaken in you today. So don't forget to go in and download Jenny's 31 Challenges for Creative Kids and let us know. Let us know how it works out for you. Thanks for listening. This has been Jen Bryant at the Practical Family Podcast. Please check us out on iTunes and leave a review. Those help us so much get the ratings up in iTunes so other people can find us. Also, we're at practicalfamily.org and on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter practical family where we are encouraging you to build strong foundations and healthy homes.